Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, this is Sarah. And I'm Toby. And we're now on our Christmas break, so we won't be releasing any new episodes over the next couple of weeks. What we will be doing is releasing some of our Wednesday whispers that are Patreon content. I hope you enjoy, and you'll hear another introduction after this, but I hope you're all having a lovely time. Take care. Goodbye. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is The Wednesday Whisper. This whisper is all about... A memoir of a haunting. Yes, it is. So it's just one long story today. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Back at the beginning of my marriage, when my husband Steve and I returned from Marine Corps, we began looking for a house to rent until we were settled... It was the beginning of autumn in the year 1985. The weather was chilled in the evening and early mornings, with winter just breathing down our backs. We found a house on Main Street that was available. We passed by it during the day, thinking it would be a good fit for us. We were still waiting for our furniture to be delivered from our prior duty station. We looked at the house from the outside, thinking, yeah, that would fit us just fine. It was spacious and was close to downtown. We rented it, basically sight unseen on the inside. But we were young and had high hopes and even higher dreams. Steve and I entered the house in the late afternoon. When you first walk into the door, there's an entryway. Off the entryway is a set of stairs that lead to the upstairs, so naturally we started there. As we walked up the stairs, 
I felt a little strange, on edge without a valid reason to do so. At the top of the stairs, the area breaks into two main rooms. The room on the right was quite unmemorable. It was just a room. It was the second room, the one on the left, that I remember very well. It was larger than the room on the right. If I recall correctly, the room was painted yellow, dingy yellow. When we walked into the room, a chill traversed down my spine. It felt eerie, nothing I could put my finger on, but wrong. The room just felt wrong. At the far end of the room was another door. At first, I thought it was a closet, but after looking into it, I realised it was the attic. The room carried an ominous feel of dejection. I looked around and saw a dead bird, which wasn't totally surprising since it was an attic. There was also an old organ sitting there. The strange thing is, when we exited the attic, my husband grabbed the organ and pulled it out of the attic, shut the attic door and secured the door placing the organ in front of it. Neither of us mentioned the reason why he did this. We left the room and headed back down the stairs to finish looking at the house. The lower floor was large and spacious. To the right of the entryway was what we would later call the living room. From the living room, through sliding wood doors, was the dining room. Straight out of the dining room was another room that could almost be a second dining room. This room had wallpaper that was peeling off. Steve walked over to the wall and stripped off a large piece of the wallpaper. I sucked in my breath thinking that he shouldn't do that. He should just leave it alone. I still remember thinking or feeling to the bottom of my soul that he just disturbed something. From there we walked into the kitchen and off the kitchen was a bedroom and a bathroom. We talked about that room being our master bedroom and how we couldn't wait for our furniture to arrive. Also off to the kitchen was the door to the basement. We traipsed down to the basement to see what lay in that arena. This area of the country often had severe weather, thunderstorms and tornadoes. We wanted to make sure the basement was dry and secure in case it was ever needed. As we entered the lower realms of the house, I noticed a peculiar odour permeating the area. I wasn't sure what it was, but did mention it in conversation. In addition to the odour was the workshop-type area holding all sorts of small glass jars. Partially in jest, I commented they reminded me of a laboratory. To enter the rest of the basement, we had to step over another dead bird. We both hesitated, looking at the bird, thinking it strange there was a dead bird in the basement, but continued on our way. The basement was quite clean, not having debris strewn across the floor. The floor was concrete except for one particular room. That room had no light and what little light there was from the other room. You could see a pitch black room with a dirt floor. The window to the room was painted black. I chortled that the room would be the perfect room to find a dead body. It was extremely airy. We backed out and shut the door. The rest of the basement was quite unremarkable. 
The walls were about three feet thick, which is not unusual for that type of house, which was built back in the Underground Railroad days. We left the basement and exited the house, not speaking, lost in our own thoughts. Within the next week, prior to the delivery of our furniture, we showed the house to my husband's old childhood friend. He didn't say much, spouting inconsequential cliches about the house. After being showed the basement, he left quite suddenly, wholly intent on leaving the house. While we were showing the house, we had our puppy with us. He was a little black lab, about eight weeks old. He was very playful, jumping and biting at the air in the room, almost like he was chasing something, only he could see. We finished showing the house, so we went back to the apartment we were staying in. Finally, our furniture arrived, and we moved into the house. We didn't have much, just a living room set, dining room set, and a bedroom set. As we were settling in for the night, we were both occupied, gathering items for our room. I think it's strange when I look back to that night that neither of us spoke much. We were too intent upon the items we felt the need to have close. I was gathering holy items as a Catholic Christian. I had crucifixes, rosary beads and a statue of the Virgin Mary. My Aunt Cass had recently passed away and I had a few items from her that I felt I needed close to us. Steve was busy gathering weaponry items, anything sharp, including kitchen knives and even the dog tie-down. If it was sharp, he brought it into the room with us. It was almost as if we were in a trance, just doing what needed to be done to survive the night. After gathering the weaponry, Steve went into the dining room, which was the room adjacent to our bedroom, through a people-sized door. He pulled the doors to the living room shut and locked them, but that wasn't good enough for his mindset at the time, so he then tied them together. The doors leading out of the dining room into the second dining room slide together and locked. There really wasn't a way to tie them also, so he left them as they were. There was one more door that led off to the second dining room and directly into our bedroom. He locked that one also, as best as he could. We had the puppy we recently adopted in the room with us. As we settled into bed, probably around two in the morning, the puppy rolled in a ball next to the bed. All I remember is waking up screaming and hearing an echoing scream from my husband. I jumped up in the bed, feeling the darkness closing in. It was coming. I could feel it. I could feel the evil emanating from the floor, the feel of an unutterable blackness, filled with oozing defeat and death, roiling in cannibalistic rats and snakes. I could not touch the floor. It was open to the unending darkness. I screamed again. Since neither of us could step on the floor, it began circling around by way of the second dining room. You could feel its presence drawing closer, ever closer. We both turned to face the small door coming off the dining room into our room. It was coming. Steve jumped off the bed because we knew, just knew, we had to get out of that room. 
When Steve jumped down onto the floor, he turned to me and held his arms out and I jumped into them. He turned around and ran into the dining room, tossing me onto the table and turned to confront the darkness. He stepped forward toward the bedroom and was struck and twisted around in a circle. At the confrontation, it turned back and retreated through the side door, which was still closed, and into the second dining room. We stopped for a moment in time, and then I screamed and turned toward the double doors, leading from the dining room where we were to the second dining room. It was coming again, in all its darkness and despair. Steve turned toward the doors, wrenching them open and let out an unearthly scream. He slammed the doors shut again. He ran back to me and helped me down off the table. We could feel that it retreated back away. We both ran into the bedroom, dressed as quickly as we could, and then realised we didn't know where our puppy was. He was not in the bedroom. We searched the room and finally found him curled up in a ball under the back of the toilet in the bathroom, shivering. We grabbed him and ran out of the house. When we were driving out of the driveway, I kept my head down. I felt it watching us. I knew if I looked up to the attic window, it would be looking back at us. We sped away into the night, driving up and down the main streets, staying in the light, only in the light. The next day, we went back to the house with Steve's friend and his friend's uncle, who was quite religious. We were going to see about getting our furniture out of the house. When we went in at first, things didn't seem too odd. We showed the uncle the house, starting with the attic. When we stepped foot up there, we noticed the organ was in the centre of the room. We quickly showed him the lower floors and then the basement. Steve still sported a sizable bruise on his ribcage where he'd been struck by the entity. His voice was slightly hoarse from screaming when he faced what was in that room. I asked him what he saw and he said darkness. But not just the absence of light. This darkness had weight. It was there. The funny thing about the room was there were no curtains on the windows and there was a street lamp outside the window, none of which could permit the darkness. When we entered the basement and approached the black room, there was now an even darker marking of a ram's head on the black of the door. When we opened the door, Uncle blanched and quickly left the basement, stating he was sick and had to leave. He did remark that the basement smelled like sulphur, and we probably should get the house blessed prior to removing the furniture from it. Later that day, we sat around the kitchen table talking about the odd behaviour we enacted prior to that fateful night. We acted very out of the ordinary, specifically that we neither spoke of what we were doing and how we were feeling. Several days after the incident, we spoke to a priest and arranged for him to do a house blessing. We met him at the house just the two of us and our puppy. We wanted him blessed also. We requested that the priest bless not only the house, but us and our puppy too. When the priest blessed the puppy, the puppy walked over to him and urinated on his leg. Later that week, I lost the baby I'd been carrying at the time of the incident 
For years after, I feared whatever was there would follow us, so I slept with the nightlight on, because I knew there were sometimes things in the dark. Things that can and do physically have a presence and are willing to hurt you. We don't speak about that night often. Whenever we do, I get chills down my spine and have to sleep with the light on again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Reckon it's some dark magic or something. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. What do you think of the black mass? The black entity swirling around? I don't know, I reckon it's dark magic. Evil. Yeah. Evil. Just evil. Whatever it was. I'd be getting all the stuff too. I mean, I'm not particularly um, religious, but I think they're a good tool to have in your arsenal if you get a big crucifix. Because the power behind it, I've got a little rosary that I keep in my bedroom, just because. What do you think? Do you think the crucifix has power? Uh, whatever it is, I guess so. Yeah, I think if you believe it does, then it does. You'd be the, like, like her partner, getting all the, uh, knives. Yeah. <laughs> What's that gonna do? Eh? What is that gonna do? Well, it's just protection, isn't it? It's not gonna protect you from a swirling black mass, is it? Yeah, I know, but you'd rather have some weapons there than nothing. Yeah, I guess, if, if it makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of this episode, and we'll catch up with you again tomorrow. We surely will. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.